0: All right, all right, all right. Welcome, ladies and K to the first episode of the Kangi podcast. Woohoo, party. party. Um, so for the first episode of our iconic, groundbreaking, spectacular, never-be-seen-before, never-heard-before episode of our podcast, we thought that we would cover the first of its kind Netflix series, Never Have I Ever. You probably recognize that name from the Instagram stories, Instagram grid posts, tweets, and articles that you've seen about this show. There's a lot of discourse, the people are talking, so we gotta get in on on that too. The mandatory plot summary reads... After a traumatic year, an Indian-American teen just wants to spruce up her social status, but friends, family, and feelings won't make it easy on her. Created by Mindy Kaling, this coming-of-age comedy stars Maitri Ramakrishnan, with appearances by Purna Jagannathan and Nisi Nash. Maithri, what did you think of the show?
1: To be honest, I really just think it was just another teen drama. Another teen drama with a girl whose name is Indian, and she's Indian. Mm -hmm. So-
0: A little flip the switch.
1: Yeah, it's a flip the switch. It's honestly made me, if if it was just another white person, like in every other teen drama that I've seen since my childhood, I think it it, ju- it would have just been like another teen drama. But like knowing that the main character is Indian and the stories have like Indian elements, like Indian American immigrant aspects. Like I think it resonates with a lot more people which is something that's totally different from what we've experienced previously in our like childhood television experience.
0: Did it resonate with you though?
1: I think I saw myself within Davy, I and mean, that was like my teenage experience. So I'm not gonna say that I didn't resonate with it completely. Maybe to like maybe a sixty to sixty five percent, I would say.
0: Hmm. No, we're gonna get into all of Davy's more problematic. Um actions later but but I mean I thought I agree with you I thought it was a very you know a cute show like did I think it was necessarily high culture defining art No. no but it didn't have to be you know I think there's a lot of benefit in having a very cute light show that people of all backgrounds can relate to and I think that a lot of the press that has been getting as, you know, earth shattering barriers are breaking because of the show. I mean, does that seem a little overblown to me? Sure. Yeah, it does. But, you know, I, I really can't fault it for being a cute Mindy Kaling show, you know, very similar to the Mindy Project in a lot of ways.
1: I think we just put a lot more emphasis in the fact that this is an Indian show. I mean, the main character is Indian, so it's an Indian storyline, that maybe we might have overhyped it or maybe the press overhyped it in a way. And I think we expected Mm -hmm. a lot more from it than what we wanted.
0: Mm -hmm. No, I think that's fair. I feel like as a whole, the, the South Asian diasporic community is kind of so starved for mainstream representation on netflix on a show that's i believe the most watched show as of last week probably this week as well in several countries that we immediately jumped on the bandwagon was like yes amazing we love this show but you know i that's not to say that it's perfect it's not to say that it's terrible i think there was just a lot of elements in it that probably weren't the best done
1: i mean i think i've told you this before but i maintain that davy and the characters in the story are fine i just did not like the script like the tv
0: what didn't you like about it i just
1: think that many of the indian elements of the show that i think mindy kaling was trying to go for really missed the mark
0: mm, okay so did you see um that tweet that was going around probably last week Um, that I think really spurred some of the press. I thought it was honestly hilarious. It was the infamous screenshot of Paxton telling Debbie you have all of the beauty of Priyanka Chopra. And the text read, I'm never asking for South Asian representation if it looks like this. I thought that was hilarious. And I thought that even though that tweet sparked a lot of backlash and then it eventually sparked backlash to the backlash, I think that it was really telling of the creator and the writers of the show. Um, I think a lot of people were overreacting. They were like, of course the the character would say Priyanka Chopra. It's a dream sequence. It's supposed to be crazy. It's not always political. It, po- it doesn't always have to be politically correct. Get off your SJW high horse. You know, I think that's what some of the backlash to the backlash was saying, like you guys are overreacting, et cetera. But to me, I thought it was really telling because, you know, we are we are getting old now. But for the most part, we are in the millennial to Gen Z South Asian community. And basically, if you're even a little bit online, you know that now Priyanka Chopra is totally embarrassing and a cringe fest to anyone involved. So to have the, what is she, 16, 15, teenage Devi choosing... Priyanka Chopra as the character to be compared to in her fantasy. I mean, I just thought it was very telling of of a real disconnect in between the writer's room and what a, a character, a more realistic representation of that character would think.
1: To some extent, I do believe both sides. I believe you, I agree with you. And I also agree with the other side of this saying that of course it's a dream sequence. Chopra is going to be mentioned I mean in American pop culture Priyanka Chopra is a name that is popular because she married a Jonas brother she's in American shows she came from Bollywood all brown girls know her I think it shows that I think it shows who Mindy Kaling is trying to connect with like is she trying Mm -hmm. to connect with brown girls who were brought up on Bollywood or like are Tamil uh, Tamil films, or Telugu films, or Hindi films, or are you trying to connect with you know the white person who you know sees Priyanka Chopra as the you know the model character of Indian cinema?
0: Mm-hmm. No, and the fact that she's our representation is a discussion for a it, whole other a... episode. <laughs> get all of oh, PC. Today i think that mindy was trying to reach kind of as many people as possible with this show which i guess is important for so everyone all over the netflix subscribing base is able to relate to her but i think in that she may have sacrificed some of that relatability i'm doing air quotes but you can't see me because this isn't a video um some of the relatability that we love so much as you know children of the diaspora i think that some of it also felt very fake to me but that's also cuz i'm an extremely cynical and bitter person but even even the accents of her mom and her cousin and um it just it just felt like a little a poo like you know what i'm saying mm,
1: yeah i to be honest i don't even remember what my parents accents sound like right now
0: not,
1: not that. like that though there were just so many stereotypes in the show that like i just it's like why even mention them like what that arranged marriage mm-hmm. thing it was just the this the dialogue with her cousin talking about arranged marriage to her non-brown boyfriend it's just something that we no one says anymore it's I've never heard like a person of this day and age of my generation, which is her generation say anything like that about like what she mentioned saying that she was going to like, it's her duty to choose someone that her parents agree with. And it's, it's not like they don't give her a choice. She's, she's given a choice, but she's expected to choose the right thing. And the right thing is to who her parents choose
0: hmm it, it, it felt a it little felt, yeah creepy. it felt like so
1: 1990s felt like, type of Bollywood film like she was
0: saying don't worry white people she's not forced to do this it's not her choice don't get us in trouble this is just what happens that's what it felt like to me and I feel like a lot of the show was like
1: don't worry white people look we're normal we have yeah, family see, that, dinner up, we, we sneak out of the it house it brings up the point again that like who is Kalen trying to really reach with this show and I don't think it's right that she's reaching everyone. She should, If she wanted to make a show about brown people, relate to brown people. It's You're not supposed to make a show that gets everyone. You're supposed to make a show that's actually good.
0: I, I think Netflix would disagree with you there. No, but I see your point. I feel like in a lot of Mindy's other shows that she's created and written... Uh, there hasn't really been a focus on South Asian culture at all. Mindy, Until it is. the Mindy project it's very, was like
1: last minute. The, her South Asian like plot lines.
0: Yeah, and I feel like in her bid to to kind of reach as many people as possible, I feel like she also clung to a lot more stereotypes. Like I feel like the whole show really typified like the model minority, um, stereotype that Asians and South Asians. Are kind of playing into in shows like that. These it was like, don't worry, she she's really smart, she's good at school, she wants to go to Princeton, and she's a nerd. She's harmless. That's what the show felt like to me. It was like, look at this girl. She's not. She's just like you and me. She has a crush on the jock. She wants to be popular. Do you know what I mean? It just feels like very, very.
1: I don't even know. I think if she. I think if the story played out a little bit better, it would have been it would have ranked higher in my books. I just think since she generalized so many topics into one episode or one season, not even she generalized plot lines into one episode, trying to make it into it's like, bam, one story, bam, another story, then another story. And then the whole overall story is her dealing with her dad's grief or her grief about her dad's death. And I think she's. Sh- I think if Minnie Kaling really wanted to make a great story about this, I think she should have started out talking about the dad, the dad, and how he played into the family dynamic in an Indian household, and then ending up with the mm-hmm. decision whether or not we should be going moving back to India.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that would have been a totally and different. Show. I don't
1: think that but... I. I do agree. Like Davy can like whoever she wants. Like we're not asking. I'm. Me personally, I don't care if she like is attracted to a white guy or attracted to a brown guy. I just think that it could have been sprinkled a lot more rather than the whole plot line revolved around her relationship with this guy who in the end, in the end, Mindy brought in another love interest and then there was her dealing with her dad's grief and her dad's grief got into her, got into like very wacky scenarios for her where she like, was upset about one thing, got into another thing. It, it was messy. In the end, all I thought mm-hmm. was the show was messy. And the only plot lines that I actually liked was her and her family.
0: Mm-hmm. The actual parts that were more stereotypically in the
1: end. It was, like, the parts with her dealing... Her having premonitions of her dad. Or, like, having the flashbacks with her family. I only really enjoyed that part of it uh, because it seemed so like my oh. family, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the family, family dynamic. In okay, itself. I see or, you, I see. or the parts where Davy and her mom were talking. It resonated with me because that's kind of how my family dynamic is, too.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I think that you would have to try very hard to find someone who didn't want to cry, with both when she was fighting with her mom. Exactly. And, the scene.
1: and I think if you wrote that so well. But everything else like the temple scene or like the puja scene or the college parts or the mm-hmm. everything was very no, in I want your to face, ask you very, very general stereotypical. And you don't expect that from a brown writer, which is annoying mm-hmm. to me because like, if she really wanted to capture an Indian American uh, lifestyle, she should have brought in someone who actually understood today's day and age. Because that show does not seem like it was mm-hmm. in 2020. That show seemed like
0: it was mm-hmm. in nineteen, okay. like nineteen eighty. Valid, actually, yeah. You know, you are, you are right there. And you mentioned something that I wanted to ask you about because I've never been to a puja as I'm Muslim. Um, did you Did you think that was like what was What was wrong with that? That you said that was so bizarre. I, mean,
1: I don't know. I'm South Indian, just for cl- for reference, and I'm uh, my family is. Speak Tamil, so we're from South India. Um, it it was strange to me because I've never seen so many brown people dancing around in a puja, but that just might be my family or my 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 like background or my childhood. Like we just they our family circle just doesn't do stuff like that. I mean, we do, we're fun, but like you know, because you know, North Indians more are more like lavish and like dance and happy weddings and are more cultural based so when I see this I'm just like it's like a very big disconnect and I'm just like oh I don't really see that in my life which I also akin to Mindy playing the very generalized card where she just clumps all sorts of religious ceremonies into one and says that they're all the same thing which are- which they are not
0: Hmm. I actually read that it was closer to a, I don't know how to pronounce it, a, like a Ganesh Ch- Chaturiti. I think it was a Ganesh Chaturiti the, uh, puja,
1: it. and I think they portrayed a different puja for it. And I think that, I read an article where it's, she was just very, she was, uh, the writer was just very annoyed by the fact that they couldn't, they couldn't even take pictures from the right puja. They just Google imaged a Buddha and then took whatever photo that they saw. From yeah. the
0: beginning, yeah. And then I remember the pictures that pictures about
1: India, they just took a very generalized picture of India, you know, like the, the Taj Mahal. Rather than like anything else in what what can you show yeah. about India, Taj Mahal, because that's what everyone can relate to. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. But it calls to the fact who are you trying to reach? Are you trying to reach the person who's going yeah, to think India that every you somewhere? Like- or has family in India or are you calling to you know the regular person in America who doesn't know what India is really
0: no you're right I think that we probably would have assumed that someone more familiar with Indian culture would probably dive a little deeper than pictures of the Taj Mahal and a cow walking in the street like even I've been seeing that on TV for probably years now and I think It's probably time for us as a culture to move past those it's very much like, Oh, I'm Indian. I grew up and kids made fun of my lunch. Like, yeah, yes, that happened to us all, but that doesn't we can move on, you know? Let's let's see the next thing. I'm sure there were other things that you can talk about.
1: It's just very pigeonholed, the whole show. I wish it was just one episode that was pigeonholed. It felt like the whole story was pigeonholed. It just felt what do you like Vinny Kaling wrote a list of every, like, every diaspora thing that might have happened to an Indian American, wrote it all on a list, and then put four or five into every episode, and didn't even talk about it.
0: Mm. Yeah, like, she made a list, and she was like, okay, check one, puja, check two, arranged marriage, secret boyfriend fighting with your parents it's
1: it's like you could have went into it every episode could have been into a certain topic rather than or a couple of topics or dealt with the topic in relation to Davy's life rather it was just stuck in there and I was just wondering why it was even there some of the things like I didn't even want to be there like I don't care about this stuff like to to an extent like I didn't care what her friends were doing I didn't care and I skipped over those parts <laughs> very frankly I skipped over all of those parts just I just never I didn't have like a, a, a connection to any of them like they just seemed so extra do you feel
0: do you feel like you need to have a connection like a personal connection to a character in yeah, order for it but to for be a story good that has television though
1: you should have a relative storyline for all of those characters right like, I need storylines that are interesting. I need, like, a melding of relationships, like, character relationships that prove their purpose of being on the show.
0: Mm-hmm. No, you know, we. T- everyone talks about representation a whole lot. And, of course, I roll my eyes when I say representation. But you know what? Where I really felt represented and I really felt seen? To all the boys I loved before. Also on Netflix. 100 times better. Obviously, I'm not. I'm not Korean. I'm not half white either. And obviously, I didn't really relate to a lot of that. But well, speaking specifically to the books, which I actually enjoyed better than the movie. Just a note to anyone who's interested. Um, I felt very seen. Still representation. Like, sixteen candles is still representation to me because I can relate to feeling like. A teen who's out of place in the world. You know, what I'm getting at is that representation doesn't necessarily have to come just from ethnic background. And while that's important, I don't think that we necessarily need to laud praise upon praise for a show that kind of does the bare minimum with regard to representation and then engages in a lot of negative stereotypes along the way.
1: I agree with you. And I think what you're trying to say is you resonated with their personality rather than just the color of their skin. Mm -hmm. but that you know someone could make that
0: same argument and be like why do you want Indian people on TV why do you want Muslim people on TV can't you just relate to their personalities that's not right either
1: because our people have stories to tell too and we have unique experiences that honestly I think would be great on the TV show and a lot of them were introduced on uh, never have I ever but they weren't really looked into, they weren't really elaborated or even expanded upon. And say that the show, which was originally marketed as a show for Indian Americans, for people of color, and then take that back and then show me a show where it was just the the character, the storyline, and just replace the white character with a brown one. I think it was such a cop-out. You've sprinkled in Indian American experiences rather than actually show an, any explanation for them or show a plot line or storyline for why they're even there. Just sprinkle them in and then didn't even give any explanation to why they were in it by the end. I think it's a cop-out. Mm-hmm. So I simply put, and I'm not saying that's any of the characters' fault. I think it's the writing. That's just my personal opinion.
0: Mm-hmm. no and your opinion is a valid one you're a queen and we stand.
1: but as I'm listening
0: to the two of us kind of complain I'm wondering is this our reaction to the show in of itself or is it our reaction to kind of the hype
1: I think it's 50-50 for me I think you, you know this I didn't want to watch the show I only watched it because you asked me to <laughs> and I was looking more at the hype than I was at the show. Because I was looking, I was reading all of the hype way before I watched the show. So I already had a preconceived notion of what the story was already going to be like. And I already had a preconceived notion before the show even came out that I know what, what it's going to be like, because I've seen Minnie Kayleen's shows before. It's not like I had high hopes, but she exceeded him when he, in some ways. There were good
0: parts to the show. Like, don't get us wrong. We didn't hate it. I would say and, that. And we've
1: mentioned that. We don't hate the show. I just think it could have just been done better. Mm-hmm. I'm putting no, critique to both sides. The hype was wrong. The story could have been improved on. The characters were well defined. At least the main characters. The main main characters at least. It just it could have been better and I know this story is probably going to get a second season. So I really I already have a hypothesis of what this show is going to be in the second season and I don't think it's going mm-hmm. to be any better. In no, it's months.
0: definitely getting a second season. Netflix isn't seeing those mu- that those numbers and being like, hmm, "Maybe, no. We're we're locked in for like four or five seasons it's just until the right. show becomes worse than Riverdale."
1: It's just kind of sad because it, I think it just it doesn't clear a way for other brown creators to be on the, in the creative process anymore. I think American cinema is kind of just pigeonholed Indian creators to just Mindy Kaling and Priyanka Chopra. Anytime I see a brown storyline come up in the news, it's always Priyanka Chopra-based or Mindy Kaling-based. At or- the end of the day... It's a cute show. I'm not
0: going to tell you not to watch it. I think that people should watch it, and you probably have watched it if you're listening to this podcast, because I'm pretty sure we just spoiled all of it. But, you know, it is really cute, and I thought there were some times that, you know, I did feel, air quotes, seen. Like, the Model UN episode, even though I was never in Model UN because those people intimidated me, and I still bear those mental scars to this day. I really liked that episode. I thought it was cute. I thought it was realistic about the type of nerdy they were. You know, it was just a plus. I also really enjoyed the episode that was about Ben, which is kind of hilarious looking back. I That's the one the episode fact I
1: that it was narrated by Andy Samberg, which I, I coming know coming off the high of what of binging Brooklyn Nine Nine. So like hearing his voice was like, oh wow.
0: <laughs> I know, and I, in hindsight, it's kind of funny. Like. Why is the only episode that I truly enjoyed the one about a straight white
1: male? But you know what? Because I think she wrote it better. I definitely think she wrote that episode way better than she wrote the Davy episode. Yeah, I mean, I
0: watched it. I sympathized with him. I was like, oh my god, poor. Parent. I understood.
1: I I maintained that he was, you know, a good character, and he wasn't, you know, ma- like in other in other uh, episodes, it showed that he was, you know, like this. This guy who was really mean to Davy called him, uh, called her a UN or something like that. And then when it came to her, his episode, it gently like glazed, it helped understand why he was like that and helped him have like a, you know, good character arc. Mm-hmm. Rather, Davy's episodes or Davy's character arc just never really went anywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Even I feel by like hands,
1: it was kind of insufferable, but like, I feel like I think a- that's all teenagers to an extent
0: i feel like a lot of it was just glazed over it's like oh she's a hothead she has a temper and then towards the end of the season it's she's grieving she's acting out and she's doing this but i don't feel like we really got a good picture of kind of how she was doing on the inside and maybe that was intentional so the reveal of her not having processed her dad's death would like hit harder but i don't
1: don't... did it seem like that to you that she never really processed her dad's death because I think it was just clearly shown in every episode.
0: No, I mean I just feel like we you, you saw her get angry. You saw her say weird things. You saw her tell Ben that the Nazis should kill him, which I just don't remember. Why understand. would that even
1: come up in the script? I yeah, why would Who that be your first thought? I I have absolutely that. I just really want to know who with that idea to come on a Netflix show. Mm-hmm. And even if that person was like, you know, I'm,
0: even if you take, you know, the anti-Semitic tendencies aside, it's just weird, like,
1: unnecessary. It, it, it doesn't, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's unnecessary, like, why even say, what clear, what nice, smart, understanding Indian teenager says that?
0: I think that it was a a kind of misguided attempt to look edgy which I think probably describes a lot of the show like you know they come in with the best of intentions but then the execution really isn't all that's there and as a result we kind of have a lot of members of the diaspora kind of applauding and silencing the criticism of a pretty good mediocre show like I'm I feel like I'm being really mean, but I did enjoy the show. You know, I would say it's definitely worth the watch, as I said already. But, I mean, it, it is what it is. There's definitely better South Asian media out there, which, drumroll please, we're going to cover in the rest of the podcast. So, you know, if you want to know what you should be watching, maybe, maybe listen a little more. Maybe yeah. not. It's
1: I'm putting it in your hands.
0: The ball's in your court.
1: It's like the ball's in your court to see if actually. Never have I ever is actually a good show.
0: What? It didn't know. make That's any funny. sense.